Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Denson. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And we're talking about the lawlessness of late 80s, early 90s anime with our new pal Skylar from the Omega Star 7 podcast. <sighs> Welcome, dude. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So and- I... Well, ahead, I, we need to interject here because Jamie and I were gushing over your podcast setup there before we started this recording. Oh, yeah. So Sky's audience. So Jamie and I, we just got our fancy little microphone sitting in front of our faces. But Skylar's got like his fancy microphone, his headset. To the left, he's got some keyboards, a monitor, uh, a screen in front. So like this is like proper, proper setup you got going on there. Are you a musician as well? Yes, I uh, I mean, I don't really do live too much anymore, but I uh, up until recently, I was playing in bands and stuff. And now I just kind of focus on the podcast, but I still have all the stuff. So, all right. So talk to us about Omega Star 7. That's a, it's a really cool podcast. I was listening um, um, to it um, last week. Tell us. So tell us about it. Um, well, we it's it's like uh, a big self-aware a story set in like a, a space opera, Star Wars esque setting, and a lot of it's very self aware of itself, and a lot of references to the eighties and nineties. And um, we started as like a D and D actual play. It wasn't even D and D; it was a different tabletop, but uh, it was a tabletop game actual play for about eight episodes. And then I had, you know, the, it kind of fell apart with uh, life life getting as crazy as it was. And we just picked it back up recently to do it as an audio drama. That's cool. So you're, do you have other people? Do you do all the voices for your characters? Or? At first, so when we first, the first eight episodes, I don't even really do a voice. I kind of do the narration and some of like the more minor characters. And we had four people on, you know, so five, including me. This show now is me playing one of the, one of the main characters and a few other random voices. And then two other of my friends uh, who just do whatever voice we need. And then we'll have other people from different podcasts show up on the show when we need something a little different. Yeah, it's really cool. It reminds me of like a radio drama from the old days. That's what but, we're going for. Yeah, but it, it it's like in the 80s, if television was never invented and they were still doing radio. Oh, yeah. Like that That's the vibe I get from the show. It's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate it. That's exactly what we were going for. Yeah. Yeah, you got me sucked in, bro. That's just what we wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are here today to help us discuss the lawless times of anime. So um, how do do we define lawless anime, Jamie? Like, what makes it lawless? It's lawless. I don't know. Uh, For for me, the late 80s and and early 90s, like, you got a lot of weird shit coming out. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember I used to go to Suncoast Video. Do do you got you you might not remember that Scott? We had uh, there was a Suncoast for a little bit right when I was growing up, but that shut down real quick. Yeah, but when I before that, probably a little before your time, like I was there, and this is where you got the anime. This is the only place you could get the oh, anime. Yeah. Is the VHS is at Suncoast, and it was kind of like contraband. Like, ooh, this we were we're at Suncoast getting that crazy anime. Um, I remember that. So to me, it was like just a lot of weirdness coming out that time. But but it was cool though. Oh, definitely. For me, it started with Akira. So like, I know, like the late '80s were very like weird in the anime world. 
But after Akira came out, that felt like it was like they just lifted up all the restrictions on what they could show. And uh, from like nine from 1990, when Akira came out until like 97, when like Cowboy Bebop started getting put into production, it was the anime you find from that from those times is just ridiculous. (laughs) It's interesting with Akira because that's most people's introduction to anime. Yeah, it was one of my first, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Same with me. I remember seeing that film, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And then just from there, it's a, an addiction of like, okay, what else do we have? Well, the thing is, you have everything. Like, that. that's just like one segment, though, and people might not know that. You have everything from like Disney-style, like neighbor Totoro that you yeah, can Ghibli show your films, kids yep. to straight-up porno hentai over on the other side, and then everything in between, right? Yeah. So it's not just crazy stuff it's like disney stuff it's crazy it's 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 all over the place yeah so okay i guess for the audience we should kind of maybe describe like what's what's difference between anime and animation like you know what makes japanese anime anime you know i think before the uh before like the 80s and 90s they were very similar and then they kind of bridged off for a while and they kind of came back together a little bit. But I honestly have always thought the difference was in storytelling because a lot more of it's more mature. And I think, uh, cause I think when you watch like a, like a, a anime made for kids or like young adults, like dragon ball Z, it, that could easily be a show that was made in America. I think, uh, when I reference anime, I'm always thinking of like the more adult storytelling, like cowboy bebop or stuff that's for like, 20 year olds or 30 year olds that's what i'm always that's always been my difference with storytelling yeah i think i mean there is a little bit something to the style but a lot of american animators have copied that now that yeah you know the big eyes the dramatic movements that kind of stuff so there's no difference there but it's really about yeah the adult behavior you've got violence you've got language you've got nudity drug use um and of course in the 80s and 90s you know, tentacle porn is basically the, the <laughs> phrase for it. And this oh, was a result of restrictions in Japan about like what could be shown. And so their animators way around that was, okay, well, you didn't say we can't show tentacles getting up in this girl. So that's what we're going to do. And it turns out there's a market for that. Uh, yeah. oh, yeah, tentacles, ears. man. <laughs> That's yeah, how you bypass the the Japanese what uh, federal yeah the censor commission or whatever. You're like, oh, you didn't say anything about tentacles or hot dogs. <laughs> Reading the fine print for sure. Which turns out, it's interesting that that actually was partially a result of restrictions put in place during the U.S. occupation of Japan, according to Wikipedia. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. But as per Wikipedia, uh, the U.S. occupation, they basically, because prior to that, Japan has a lot of very sexual imagery that you can that you can see. Yep. And they put those restrictions in and then the Japanese government never really took them away when they kind of took back over. So that's really where that came from. But now they're looking at us like, man, you're the biggest porno producers in the world. Mm-hmm. What'd you put those restrictions on us for? Hypocrites. <laughs> hypocrites their government can take them away well jamie you lived in japan um Mm -hmm. uh was was anime like as big there as it is here or bigger like how was it different i I was in japan like in the in the late 90s um 
And I don't know if it was like a thing, actually, um, because it, it, in the States, I remember when I was a kid, it was a you, like literally you had to go to Suncoast. It was this very exotic thing. It, w- it was like rated R cartoons. What's that? That's crazy. Like tentacle porn. And, and I had like stuff like Vampire Hunter D and, and, and Fist of the North Star. And my cousins thought I was crazy. Dude, I love like, what is this the North crazy Star's Japanese fan. shit, this is, man, this is weird. Like my, my cousins like, were like, man, we're, we're going to stay away from you, dude. We think you're weird because you're weird cartoons. Um, but when I was in Japan in like the late nineties, they had a lot of that. I think to me, anime is kind of a style more so than anything, because you can tell when you see a cartoon that that's a Japanese cartoon. Yeah. Maybe nowadays it's different. Like I, like, like I tell Milo, I don't know what's going on in the world these days. Cause I, I never left like the year 2000 hit. And then I stopped paying attention to the world. But you can tell a Japanese cartoon and you go anywhere, you go on the buses, you go on the trains and they have all these little cartoons and stuff everywhere. They just love cartoons, man. They're just cartoons. It's just cartoons everywhere. It's almost like Disneyland, but it's it, but you're just walking around in a town, but it's still like cartoons and shit everywhere. Hmm. So to me, I think to but to them, it's kind of a normal thing. Cartoons and stuff is just how they roll. Um, so they don't think of it as some exotic thing. It's just kind of how like, yeah, this is cartoons everywhere. I think part of that could be like the fact that you really with animation, you can do just about any kind of story you want versus, mm. you know, when you do live action stuff, you're constrained to the technology. Mm-hmm. That's true. And here's the biggest thing. I think what makes anime anime is, or at least it, it maybe not anymore. That line has been blurred. I've fallen off a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. But back in the day in the U S cartoons were kind of for kids, right? Like now you have lots of anim like animated TV shows for, for adults. That's very normal now. Um, But back in the day until the Simpsons came out, cartoons were a kid's thing. That's that was it. It was a kid's thing. But I think in Japan, the animated uh, medium wasn't just for kids. It could be, but you could make, um, you know, like Deep Blue, I think is what it's called. You could make psychological thrillers. Perfect Blue. Well, Perfect Blue. That's right. That's a psychological thriller that could have been a live action movie, right? You know, actually, wasn't Requiem for a Dream inspired by Perfect Blue? Yes, I I think think so. uh, Yeah. Ronsky had a bunch of like the people watch the movies or watch the movie to inspire Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Of a dream, whatever it is. Requiem of a dream or for something like that. But that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest difference movie that you could only watch once. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to watch again. I've tried, man. It's really hard. I've never watched it at all because I don't don't have to to. watch it. You have to watch it at least once. It's a hard one to watch. It's very like, it makes me feel like weird watching. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the, what makes Anna to me, that's what makes anime anime. And that what, that's what makes it kind of lawless is that, it, it could be Japanese cartoons aren't just for kids. They could be, or they could be just like for normal adults, or they could be for freaky porn weirdos too. That's cool. Like it, 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 it goes from, it goes from like one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, whereas in America it's like, yeah, cartoons are just for kids. That's the biggest yeah, difference. I, th- I think it comes like, you know, the ability to tell any story in any way. So like, you know, you look at anime, how many, how many space opera science fiction animes are there because you know that's such an expensive thing to do in live action mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they they use the animation and you know 
it's getting to the point where everyone's start, starting to get to the same spot of uh, production quality. But back in the 80s and 90s, if you look, watch TV from around the world, the difference in American quality and, you know, I, uh, you know, Western quality versus like Eastern quality of television, like in just just visual in just visuals is uh, so stark differently. But then you look at the animation side where, you know, the East kind of has more of like a much more defined and stylized animation style versus America, which was pretty bare bones at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember watching Star Blazers as a kid and that was probably my introduction to anime if, uh, audience, anyone listening. So that's Space Battleship Yamamoto. And then they took it, converted it oh. into a U.S. series called Star Blazers and and kind of redid it a little bit. But the thing that I loved about it is watching cartoons as a kid. You know, you know, there's no consequences for any action on, you know, any Looney Tunes, right? The Roadrunners and the, the Coyote's going to fall a million times. He's going to just be fine. But Star Blazers was the first cartoon that I saw where there were like consequences, like people could actually die in Star Blazers. The captain died, the, you know, Mm. that kind of stuff. So it was speaking of space drama. That's what it was. It was this dramatic series told over the, over the season as, as it was presented then. And uh, in, but kids could watch it, but it still had those grown up themes in it. And that's to me, it was like, Oh, this, this is interesting. This has a great story to it. It's very formative too. I think you learn a lot about morals watching stuff. It's a little more made for older or even young adults. Like, yeah. you know, I think it has kids questioning a lot. I know growing up, I had a lot, I, I definitely questioned morality a little younger than I was like, you know, why? Because a lot of the animes I watch, they deal with a lot of themes like that. And I think, uh, I think the like the American public in animation is always focused on just keeping kids distracted. And I always thought that I always thought more when I watched anime and, you know, staying up late to watch Toonami, or not Toonami, staying up late to watch Adult Swim and all the animes you'd find there. I think it had people asking a lot more questions, which I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about quality, because when you're a kid in the 80s and you're, you're watching like some shitty Hanna-Barbera productions, <laughs> but you, you think it's great, right? But, but then something from Japan comes over and you're like, oh, man, I didn't know cartoons could be that good. Man, this Hanna-Barbera stuff is complete crap, dude. They're cheap, cheap-ass cartoons. <laughs> they really they really are. I mean, the thing about, I don't know, I find, I've, I've kind of looked into this recently, is like, I like anime because it has like a DIY feel to it because a lot of the time they have to cut corners on animation. So if you look closely... You know, if you like, sometimes you'll watch anime and you'll see like a single shot and they'll move a character across the shot, but they do so in a way that looks really cool that it kind of, you don't really think like they, they cover mouths more. So they don't have to animate the mouth movements. And there's just, I like that they, they found a way to make something as cheaply as they did. And then, you know, that's, that's relative, that's relatively cheap. It's still expensive versus like a lot of American animation, which is like, a lot more expensive and i always thought it looked like crap like hannah barbera like i was rewatching scooby-doo the other day and i was like this looks horrible <laughs> yeah hannah barbera kind of looks like crap i love it still i won't lie i, I love it it's just <laughs> but then you watch some some of the the anime stuff you're like Ooh. i was rewatching some old ones recently like i i just rewatched arcadia of my youth which is you know that offshoot of i think yamato, yamato and uh, galaxy express 39 but it's it's from like the 80s and obviously it looks very aged because they have to like remaster it but it still like has more of like a 
surreal look to it versus like old cartoons that just look like this looks like old. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, I think anime age is better too than old cartoons for sure. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of a younger guy. Is there any animes that we should be checking out now? That's like, like, like post 2000. <laughs> we got to ask younger guys. I'll be like honest. You, like uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of animes that are, uh, I I'd say Afro Samurai was one of the last animes that I fully loved, which is like 2005. Yeah. I will say a reason one that I liked a lot was One Punch Man. I thought the, the, just the concept of it was so dumb that I and the way they told the story was very good. But I'll say one I saw pretty recently was Space Dandy, which is made by the guy that made Cowboy Bebop, or I guess directed by the guy that made Cowboy Bebop. And it's just a very shamelessly self-aware show. And it's like... It's a lot of fun, too. Actually. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not too serious. Yeah, like I think like they they never took themselves too seriously, but like I don't know, I think I think today anime just I a friend of mine put this to me this way. He's like, you know, it's cuz we're living in this time that you don't know what the gems are yet. You can't you don't know the gems until you're looking back at it. So maybe we're just in a moment where all the anime seems bad, but it's because like we're living in the time when they're all coming out, but I don't know, I, I find that like a lot of the storylines they do nowadays aren't really as like romantic in the sense of it being like thought provoking and uh i just think it's it's kind of like american tv it's just there to entertain not really make you think so Mm -hmm. so i I can't really recommend too many if i think of any i'll let you know all right so uh top 80s or 90s anime all right i got it top five top how many yeah yeah top two let's go top two top two okay so i got a uh, in terms of movies, mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell and Akira. Uh, in terms of like animes, I can't, I kind of like if we're saying 80s, 90s, I, I'm going to say Trigun mm-hmm. is really up there and Cowboy Bebop uh, uh, just being like very escapist stories. And I'll, I'll, I'll give it up like the, uh, the honorable mentions Outlaw Star because I think that one's the most escapist, but it's just not as good. Not as well produced as Cowboy Bebop or Trigun. Okay. Jamie? I also like Ghost in the Shell. I thought it was awesome. Um, but I, I'm a I'm a big fan of like that. What a Vampire Hunter D. I love that movie. Hmm. Do you guys know that one? I I know I, I can't I, I think I might have seen it once. If I if I've if well I now you got something to go watch because you're like Jamie said that's one of the best. I might be watching movies. that tonight. <laughs> well, that's what you should do. That there you go. Sunday night. Sunday night, Vampire Hunter D. D. I'm glad I could provide you with some th- something to do on your on your Sunday evening, bro. <laughs> That's why I need. I gotta record my podcast tonight. <laughs> and then, like TV shows, I don't, I don't know, because I don't, I don't know if if I was was Transformers an anime? Could that be considered an anime? Not really. Right? You're thinking of Voltron. Voltron, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Voltron was the bomb, dude, because all the robots come together, and, and they were robots. Like but also animals, but then they kind of get their butts kicked, and so they form Voltron and and win. I always wonder now, as an adult, like why didn't they just like stay Voltron? But, but did they you could watch just, the, uh, the the series that they recently did, the Voltron the Re? Oh what? yeah, my my thing. My son, I, I was trying to get maybe get my son into it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's fine. I it just, is good. I, I liked it actually. I have to rewatch the new He Man. I hear that's really good. Uh, I watched it. It, it. It's good, 
but there's not a lot of He-Man in it. So as long as you're prepared not to see a lot of He-Man, you'll be fine. It's, is it all Skeletor? It's a lot of... Um, Are you guys uh, talking about He-Man or the Tila one? Because there are two of them out there now. The one whichever one Mark Hamill signed on to right now. Oh, I'm talking about the one that Kevin Smith made. Yeah, that's the newest that's one. That's the yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's not of, really a He-Man. Sh- it's a lot of Tila. You yeah. should call it the Masters of the Universe. It's not He-Man. It's not really He-Man. Is it? I think it might be called Masters of the Universe. Maybe it is, yeah. actually. I think it might be called not much He-Man in it. Yeah. How about you, Milo? What are your, fa- what are your favorites? Do you have so, any favorites? Uh, for series, I got to go Star Blazers again. I, I still love it. And and I love the the movie. I love the they did a live action version of it, uh, which is watchable. Uh, so that that's good for series. I'm gonna go Ninja Scroll probably. I was gonna yes, yeah, uh, for movies I mean. too. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of lawless, crazy animes, like Ninja Scroll had some uh, messed up moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also gotta say, I didn't even mention this, but Neon Genesis was a huge, crazy anime that I think I a lot of my friends rewatched that one a lot. I watched it once and I was like blown away by it, but I don't think I'll watch it again. There's so much surrealism to that anime oh, for, for a mecha anime i mean it's it's basically a mecha anime but they don't fight other mechs they fight like alien monsters that are also angels okay it's a real that's it, awesome it's it is such a cool concept but it's such a depressing like it's a very depressing it's like it's a crazy uh it's a it's a simplified story told through a batshit crazy way. So it's a, it's, a, it's a story about like depression and growing up, but it's also about mecha and mecha. It's a mecha anime where they fight alien monsters, but they're all, <laughs> I, I recommend it to anybody because it, 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 you learn, I think you, uh, you ask yourself a lot of questions at the end of it. I'm going to watch yeah. it. Cause I have not seen that one. Yeah. Neon Genesis, I haven't seen Evangelion. that one either, but it sounds amazing. I'm, I'm totally watching that. So that's what I'm going to do tonight. We're, we're oh, all yeah. going to be watching anime tonight. I will say if you watch it on Netflix, I think they redubbed everything like with Netflix. And apparently it's not as good. The dub. That's okay. how I watched it. Uh, I watched it when I was a kid. I forgot most of it. So I rewatched it and I was like, this doesn't seem as good as it used to be. It's like rewatching Dragon Ball Z as an adult when they have like the newer dub used. And I'm like, I don't remember any of these, like the, like the voices were like a little bit different. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I never got into dragon ball Z truthfully. I liked it more looking back. I think dragon ball is the, the superior of all three of them. We, we, we might've been too old for dragon ball Z. dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the original dragon ball Z came out. I think it started in 87. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah, been fine. But that was also, I think, it was before they dubbed it. But uh, or like that's before they had like the official dubs out. They just had like some random company do it. I know Dragon Ball was like 83, 83. and drag. I, I recommend Dragon Ball to anybody. It's the most eighties cartoon, both American and Japanese. It just feels like it should be American. I always I recommend the first one. The second, the Dragon Ball Z is a little. You kind of have to watch it like satirically. You have to kind of know it's stupid to to enjoy it. Okay. But yeah. I'll put it on the list. Well, put it on uh, the list. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause what, yeah. I watched Dragon Ball Z. It didn't really do anything for me. And then I just kind of. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Skylar, thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And educating us on some lawless anime that we need to check out. That we yeah. You, you all need to check out Omega star seven. It's a cool space opera radio kind of thing. You got to check it out. All right, and with that, we will end it like we always do by saying we are out of here, like that girl that I invited over for dinner and some technical porn animated movies. She was out the door. 
All right, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, she was out of there, dude. <laughs>